mom. Mom? Yeah. She was always doing that. Oh shit! <laughs> Welcome to the Books and Bumrolls podcast. I'm Paulette. I'm Juliette. Should we start? Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should start. What else do you have to do? <laughs> I don't know, hang out in the cupboard. It's quite comfortable. It's lovely. Like it you is. know when I was watching, uh, looking uh, at their carriage, Anna's yeah. carriage, oh, on the inside? Yeah. Lord. I thought we should do that, a cupboard that way. <gasps> yeah. Who needs a studio anyways? Really? Yeah. And we spend a lot of time here. Just do it in blue with just small Ooh. flowers, that light blue. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's a kind of a powder blue-like. Yeah, and padded. Exactly. In case I you can feel bump my head. <laughs> you do bump your head a lot. <laughs> it's the age. So, we just watched the uh, 2020 Emma. Emma version of Emma. So one. beautiful. I know. So it wasn't our plan. Our plan was to do the BBC TV show first because uh, it's kind of long. We couldn't do it. And yeah. It, we can't do it in one all. sitting. Yeah. So it'll be for next week. And since the BBC one, I already, I've already seen it. Did Me you? too. Yeah. yeah. I think we saw it together. I don't remember your face. <laughs> I was gonna say your eyes. Do you ever? <laughs> no, I remember. I'm so face. mistreated. I think people are gonna send help. Like, uh, look for hidden messages in our podcast. Does she need help? Is she in a bad situation? Is she kept hostage? Blink your eyes, blink. <laughs> Tap in Morse code, SOS. You know Morse. <laughs> and I do know Morse. If I do it... Okay, if you hear an SOS, people come for me. You are she... kept in a cupboard. Okay. Wait. Before we saw it, I knew that you loved it already. Uh, did it live up to your... I think it's been months I've been... Harassing barking... me? Yeah, harassing about you about it. Did it live up to your expectations? Oh, it was so great. I, I had know. such a great time. I loved it. It's strange for something that has been done and redone and hashed and rehashed yeah. that they can bring a fresh look to it. They found a way. They found a way. What was that way exactly? In my opinion, it was uh, it's still as light as you expect Emma to be. Yes. It's always a light comedy. The not taking itself too seriously. Thing. Yeah, and I think it's a whole thing. It's the cast, it's the, the directing, also the sets, the way they look. And I told you it looks like a candy shop, and then you said to me yeah. that it was modeled. Actually, did I, I think I told you that the first time no. after I watched it. No. The whole thing looks like a pastry. Like a macaron, a pink macaron, you for some reason. You didn't tell me Oh, that. I You didn't tell me that. I left it. It's good that I left it to be a surprise because it is something amazing to be discovered. How they managed to make all the sets look so soft and yummy. It's a set for Yummy, cutting. even the church. I know. Even With the Mr. house of the Lord. Elton in it. <laughs> Takes a lot of work to make that yummy and palatable. Yeah, and also this Emma is exceptional. I, I know. I think she's more. it's more faithful to the book. I think so. She's not supposed to be so great. Gwyneth Paltrow played a nice character. Nice? Even the, the BBC one? I don't remember her name. She's uh, great. Irma Lagare. Uh, I think they try to inject softness into Emma's character, which the author didn't give it. Exactly. Emma, n there's nothing soft in her. Mm. I mean, maybe there is, but... It's hidden. It's well hidden. <laughs> First of all, her physique. Yeah. Is more as I would imagine Emma to be, which is not the softness that... Not so much in Gwyneth Paltrow, but more in the... 
the Emma from the BBC show. And this one, no softness. She has this sharp look to her. So beautiful in a way that you cannot pinpoint. In a weird way. Yeah, I, I have no idea what's in her. And it's all also kind of a representative of her spirit, of Emma. You know, she's abrasive. She's yeah. like that. She's not... Soft and, and likable. She's not likable. And here, they don't try to make her likable. It's great. I loved I it. I loved it, exactly. The, more faithful to the book. Much more, because Jane Austen's intention was to make a character that no one would like but herself. And this movie really did follow her, yeah. her line. Till the end, I didn't like her. But you kind of like her because you don't like her in a weird way. The strange thing is um, because she recognizes her own faults, she knows them, and... Mm. Uh, you know, when she's confronted, especially by Mr. Knightley. Yeah, he's her conscious, kind of. Yeah, she feels it and she cries and all that, mm. as a young girl would. Exactly. Now talking about Mr. Knightley. Be careful what you say. I see Just, that. Just, like, step carefully. <laughs> I see that. You know what? Them are Not... fighting words. <laughs> Not only with me, what? but with everybody. Really? Yeah. No, 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 I changed... My first impression was, what the heck is that, Mr. Knightley? I know, you said so, but I why? Said, and then I kind of warmed up to him. And then he became Mr. Knightley. Why didn't you... What was the first impression that was so... Too young, first of all. He's, he looks Frank's age. Shouldn't you like it? But it's not faithful to the book. I mean, I don't expect them to be like following the book, literally. But yeah. I think the age difference explains his attitude, his lecturing attitude and all that. But it's if he's her age... Really? He looks too young. This one? No. He does look young. He has, like, uh, wrinkles and things. Not wrinkles. He has other stuff on his face. It's not wrinkles. <laughs> He's actually near 40, I think. What? Yeah. The actor is near 40. Uh -huh. No way. I swear, Johnny, Johnny Flynn, I think, is um, 37 or 38. Really? I swear. Mr. Knightley's age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so today we aged better than that time. <laughs> Wouldn't have happened. He would have already had a wooden leg, missing an eye, something. <laughs> an eye? What? have no idea. Life is different. <laughs> Life is dangerous at that time. Probably. Probably. Well, then, I concede to you. But uh, he was so good in mm. the role mm. that I kind of forgot about the age difference, which is supposed to be huge, 16 years. Yeah. And here they seem kind of the same generation. I just thought he didn't look 36, but, you yeah. know, today he must work out or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did work out. We did see that, didn't we? In his ass. Yeah. That was glorious. Actually, I absolutely adore that I don't understand that why scene. they show us... No, really. I don't understand why in modern times they show us men's asses. As something desirable. As something desirable. Who the yeah. hell? I have no idea. I'm never. not interested in any man's ass. I never looked at them. <laughs> never was... Never eaten one. Ah! <laughs> oh, my Lord. What kind of podcast is this? What kind of project am I in? <laughs> You didn't know. You should have known the moment you started something with me. I you don't. don't <laughs> but I'm, I'll end up talking about eating did, ass. What did I say? I didn't say anything offensive, did I? I was talking about looking at them. I didn't say well, eating. You know, you look at it and then you think about it and then you eat it. <laughs> that's what you do in life. Exactly. That's that's how it works for me. Must end oh, up by eating. Lord. You know what? I disgust myself sometimes. <laughs> 
Yes, you should. Yeah, well, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I think I think they're catering to gay men because really, uh, not to women. I don't. It's think. not even in everything. It's not only that. It's everything I see mm-hmm. or hear or books or movie or whatever or co- like pop culture. Yeah. It's the women admire men's asses. I remember a scene from what? Desperate Housewives. Do you remember <gasps> with oh, Brie? Oh, the plumber. With, no, it's not. It wasn't a plumber. Oh, no, he was plumber. the. Um, some he sort redid of her. Handyman. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's always handyman, isn't it? <laughs> They're fit. He was redoing her house. I think he would. And she was looking at his ass. Yes. Oh, she bumped her car. And the kid, because of his ass. Oh, I remember that. And, and I she didn't, was so and distracted and by yeah. ass. And even they zoomed in his ass, and I was like, uh, yeah, okay, they're a pair of jeans. That's what I'm saying. If it were a, a chest, yes, I would understand. Arms. Arms, I exactly. would understand. Even, I was going to say, even legs, but no, no legs. Sort of. Because if you see the bad legs, the very, very skinny chicken legs. Yeah. Compared to like... Stout, like... Solid. (laughs) Solid legs. Yeah. Maybe you might remark on it, not Mm. even... But not drool over it. Attraction. Yeah, arms it is. Or which way he's wearing his pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna cut this. Because I don't want to taint my reputation. You're in a cupboard with me. You're done. You see how they say, look at your friends and I'll know who you are? Yeah, and yeah, my friends are, my sister's talking about eating ass, so it's kind of... You're done, you're finished. It's a downhill now. What do you want to be, a prude? It's better to be filthy. Not eating ass makes me a prude. Of course, it, it's a staple of every solid relationship. Everyone is going to look for your dress now. No, seriously, it's it's weird nowadays. What? Like, uh, eating ass. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's the subject now. <laughs> It's Go not ahead. a subject, what? we're just talking, or choking, let's say. What choking on ass? No! How no. <laughs> <laughs> would you choke on ass? If he sits on your face, oh, he Lord. will choke. This is not a porn podcast, please, PMP, porn podcast, this is VMV. Oh, should we start one? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have a lot to say. Like, for this podcast, you say, I don't have time, I only have the weekends. For yeah. PMP, you'll find time. Of course You'll I make would. time. Exactly. Mornings, nights, I'm always there. Mm. So what's this for the choking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I want to like, know. I, I heard, com- I don't know what comedian, they were talking about how sex changed. Like, if oh. you did choking, if you, like, 10 years ago, yeah. would have been, oh, you're into something, you're into BDSM. Now it's like, uh, you don't do choking? Ma- what are you? Mainstream, yeah, it's yeah. not even kink. Exactly, like eating ass. It's like, uh, nope. okay. Nope. It's like first date. No. You don't kiss, <laughs> but you might eat ass. <laughs> no one does. You really are mistaken. Someone told I you the wrong I'm right. Like <laughs> 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 just, like your first date yeah. with a man was, <laughs> as it happens, a man yeah. that loved his ass eating. <laughs> and he just told you, whoo. Everyone does that. Yeah, every girl, every reader did that. First day, they did that. Before kissing. Actually, don't ever kiss my mom. <laughs> Just kiss my ass. But this is too much for me to cut. Why would you cut it? It's amazing. I think it should be kept. Mm, we'll keep it for the PMP. Yeah, we should keep it. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah they showed Mr. his... Uh, why, did we sh- why did he show him in the nude? I loved this. Why? I absolutely adored it because... In these sort of movies, and many other movies maybe, we always see, especially period dramas actually, yeah. we always see the woman dressing and undressing. We're interested in the intricacies of uh, historical woman, feminine dress, yeah. but not in the men's wear, even though it was as complicated and as elaborate and Absolutely. as interesting. We never saw a man in dress, and in this scene, I was delighted. First of all, you told I knew because you told me beforehand, 
but it was the first time I saw it. The tuck-in. The junk tuck. What was that? Junk tuck. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> right. Technical. Yeah, the junk tuck. <laughs> because uh, for me, I don't know what I thought. Yeah, I thought they were le- wearing like long underwear. Oh yeah, the drawers or the pantaloons wouldn't appear until much later. Actually, even women didn't have any. But how come they didn't think of it? You tuck your shirt? The thing is, I think it existed before, and then it went out of fashion. The underwear? Yes, for women. I know the, for a fact for women. For men, I think it wasn't a thing at all. They were just, just long, long chemises, yeah. Like his shirt yeah. is very long for that purpose. But it's complicated. It doesn't sound very, look very comfortable, yeah, like the whole tucking thing. No, so what are we talking about? We're talking about tucking the sh- shirt? Yes. Chemise shirt? Yeah, shirt, it's a shirt. Wh- yeah. What I wonder about, like, if you have to pee during the day, what do you do? It's a whole process. I don't think it was tucked that far, like, you can untuck and retuck very quickly. And plus, I think it's kind of dirty. It is. It's kind of something that I couldn't understand. Why would anyone put themselves through that? The collar. No, no? not the collar. The I servant. Was bothered by the servant. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't notice. Did he tuck his own shirt or did the no, servant no. do it? <laughs> that would have been that the servant didn't, didn't tuck, tuck. The balls. But the servant did put his stockings on. Oh, yeah. And it didn't look comfortable. And I thought putting stockings must be easy. Yeah. So this part, I don't know. It looked very uncomfortable for him and the servant and everybody involved. But who? What wasn't easy in the dressing process? Oh, the cravat, the putting of the uh, the. He can't. Oh, tie uh, that complicated knot. Oh. Yes, and well, the... Well, you learn once and that's it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a status thing. But one thing is very hard, the boots. You cannot take these kinds of uh, boots off without uh, mm. uh, alone. Like, you sleep with them if you're alone. Okay. And the uh, vest, they were so tight and so fitted that you couldn't take them off or put them on by yourself. Really? Yes. They kind of threw the arms back and the oh. servant would... How strange. So it is needed. It's not just... It is needed. In some things it is absolutely needed. Okay. Uh, At the end I liked Mr. Knightley. It was kind of... uh, I think he did perfectly in the kind of earthy country gentleman. Oh, he is a Mr. Knightley, definitely. He is very Mr. Knightley. Bad aspects, which are, you know, yeah. small gossip and all that, which I exactly. don't like. From a bit of a point, drama queen. Uh, what do you mean? He had very uh, dramatic moments. Like what? Like the running after Emma, after the ball. That's in, in the his... spirit of this uh, of this film. I loved it. Yeah. I also loved the kind of touches they put through the movie of the servants in the background. Yeah. The long-suffering servants. Oh, no, Mr. Knightley is, uh, in his character, mm. he is a Mr. Knightley. And uh, the thing w- that's new here, the attraction between him and Emma is obvious from the start. Yeah. There's no brother and sister business as in mm-hmm. the last movie we saw, yeah. which was really brotherly, weirdly, at the beginning, and then it started to be something else. But here, there is a sexual attraction from the be- Like, you see yeah. that they're ignoring it, but it's there. It's there. I read an interview where the uh, director, Otten Dewald, she insisted insisted she was very very strict about the absolutely perfect application of etiquette rules oh yes so she wanted to cry the sexual attraction the sexual tension to create it without any touching really in the spirit of a regency or victorian era where any touch is like magnified because there is none whatsoever outside of the bounds of the rules yeah so 
really throughout the film, even if you don't see it, you feel it, like you said. You feel the sexual tension. Yeah. Because they do not touch, absolutely do not, if there is no reason for it. Like if he isn't, if a man isn't helping a woman out of a carriage or guiding her to a room or they're dancing. If it's none of these situations, they absolutely did not touch, really. There yeah. was no lapses with their actors. Mm. So this whole thing created such a tension that in the end, when they touch, it looks like, oh my lord. And it was like overclothes, like nothing. But and it was amazing. Effective. Yeah. This, I was also surprised by this uh, Mr. Woodhouse. I know. <laughs> I love it. First introduction. What does he do? He's jumping over all over the stairs. He jumps! Mr. Woodhouse jumps. And then walks in such an athletic way. He's, he's an athlete. He's he in such good health. <laughs> in the best of health. He is in the best of health because it avoids chill drafts. That's yeah. why. <laughs> I avoid drafts too. I couldn't jump like that. It's such a, an original take, because from the book he's just an invalid, although he's not an invalid, he kind of, uh, you know, adds to it. Yeah, a hypochondriac. Yeah, because mm. he's not an old, old man, he's in his 60s, right? Mm -hmm. He's very healthy looking, <laughs> he's always talking about sickness and drafts. <laughs> And colds and chills. And it was great. I loved the on-running jokes of the draft, chill draft. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like I would imagine Mr. Woodhouse looking. He's not mm. that old man, always wrapped in... Uh, sort of soft-looking. Soft-looking, mm. kind of womanly, almost like an old lady he looks. Oh. As I would imagine Mr. Woodhouse. Mm -hmm. No, this one looks like a fit aristocrat. <laughs> exactly. And like very well uh, fashionable and all. All of that. Yeah. But he's Mr. Woodhouse. It, it was great. It was amazing. They did it. And in his indifference, he's preoccupied by one thing. Himself and his comfort. And No, not just himself. When it comes to other sickness, he's very preoccupied. <laughs> like He's yeah. really concerned. Truly concerned. Mm. But not really about other things. When you see, when uh, at the end, towards the end of the movie, when he sees uh, Emma is crying after the incident with, mm. Mrs., with Miss Bates, he just sits with her. He's mm. a kind father, I guess, for that time. But doesn't know what to say, doesn't... Uh... Exactly, because she's been running things. Yeah. So in this situation where the child, Emma, reappears, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Another one that is uh, really faithful to the book, and I think they did it really well, is Harriet Smith. I loved her. Oh, yeah. She has the beauty... She has the softness, and you can feel she's a bit of simpleton. Not, a, I wouldn't call her beauty at all. She's the, Harriet yeah. Smith. She's she is Harriet Smith. And the and age, you know, the last yeah. movie that we saw, I told you, like the other one looked matronly. Like yeah. no way, she's Harriet Smith. This one looks a bit younger mm. than uh, Emma. She plays the impressionable character very well. Takes her cue from Emma at mm. every turn. Just and we to... see many scenes in the movie where. She looks at Emma, how she holds her cup, how she holds her cutlery, how she speaks, how she talks, and then really imitates her. Yeah. And I love the evolution they showed of the uh, dressing of Harry Smith. She first started dressing in a knit um, oh, I didn't see little that. Spencer, which shouldn't have been, like, at the time, didn't exist. But you can see her clothing going from kind of drab, I wouldn't know how to describe it, to imitating, nearly imitating what Mara, Emma is wearing. Oh, really? Yeah, she was wearing a cape at first, the red one from the school, and then she starts wearing polices like Emma, and the hats and the reticules and the dresses. Oh. They get more and more elaborate and very near the style of Emma. Oh, okay, so yeah. she was imitating. I didn't, I didn't remember I, that. Ad, I absolutely adored it. And I loved uh, when you see Emma going at the school mm. of uh, where Harriet is. Mm. You really get a glimpse of uh, Emma's importance in the place. Yeah. You know, the way Miss Woodhouse, and like she's such a... 
So you understand her inflated ego. Like, it's understandable. If yeah. you were in her shoes and everyone called you perfection and... You wouldn't be better than her. Of course. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, she's uh, she's okay. She's for okay. The, yeah, for the importance everyone gives her. Yeah. Another thing I really loved, loved, loved in this movie. The folk songs. The beautiful yeah. folk songs. It was very country. It mm. made you feel in this kind of pure, clean country life. And I adored it, yeah. Wonderful music. Exactly. Even the opera, wonderful music. The opera? Yeah, there was. Which one? Not an opera scene. Oh, yeah, like yeah, songs. yeah. Uh, the, it was Mr. Knightley and MS, the, MS theme, mostly. No, no, no. I'm sorry, not this one. Where did it come up? It came up periodically, that song. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I have to watch it more than once. I just it went like. It dun, da, 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 da. I don't remember. Now. I'm not gonna try singing it. <laughs> not like, yeah, try your opera, <laughs> your opera voice on me. I'm gonna have the same face as Emma when she went to the piano, all proud of herself and her song. My best scene, I think. I loved it. Oh, no, 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 no. Huh? My best scene. What do you think it is? Okay, let me think about it. What is your best scene? You don't need to think. I had such a strong reaction. Oh, Mr. Ethlin. No! Uh, the heating of the bum. Oh, the bum heating! You adored it, it's true. <laughs> I did not expect... I love it in yeah. movies when I do not expect what's happening because <laughs> she lifted up her skirt yeah. and we see her underwear and I thought she was going to adjust something. Yeah. You know, being a period movie, you think, you know, complicated stuff under the skirt so mm -hmm. probably going to adjust something. Yeah. What did she do? She was just heating up her bum. Okay, there's a story about this. So when I was uh, when I was searching for uh, historical fashion things, yeah. there is a fashion plate, an illustration. It's a satirical illustration that shows this exact scene. Oh! And the directors saw it. I think it was something satirical, mocking the new fashions, the Regency fashions of now, no underwear. Oh. Like there is only flimsy fabric and then bum. <laughs> and then bum. Yeah. So, so the director Autumn the Wild saw it, and she wanted this in the movie. Like she really insisted on this. <laughs> It was such a, such a genius idea to do it. <laughs> exactly. I and loved it. us, we, didn't, we wouldn't have needed the illustration to do that <laughs> if I needed to do that in a movie. Who did that? Our childhood. You don't remember that? Mom. No. Mom? Yeah. She was always doing that. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I forgot. The bum hitting. <laughs> you don't look happy to, to be remembering this. I'm not. I always thought. Actually, it's the first time I bring it up uh, to uh, you or our brother. I like, yeah, we are the third. The three of us would remember. Yeah. Because she stopped doing it at some point. I don't know. Lately. She got decent. <laughs> she got decent. She was, she was such a hippie mom. Yeah. And now I have confirmation because at some point I was doubting myself. Oh. I Lord. thought I imagined myself I as an adult. Now. As an adult at home, <laughs> would I be doing this? <laughs> you would so, not. So strange. Just lift up a desk and place in a bar. She was doing it all the time. Oh, mom was doing a lot of strange things now that you think hippie about shit. it. Hippie shit. Yeah, hippie shit. <laughs> so I reminded you of something oh. that you would rather forget. I, I did. It was sort of buried. When I, it was a buried memory. I'm, I'm your analyst. Come to me. Oh, <laughs> I'll no. do it for free. You will fuck me up so bad. More than you already do it. <laughs> Like I was thinking, illustration, no, no, fashion, no. illustration. No, just your mom. Oh, just for my mom hitting her bum. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what people are gonna think. Oh, th I think I already think a lot of stuff about us. Like, where are they from? Lord in heaven, where? What is that place that <laughs> produces this? Hey, people, yes. 
You hit your bum in front of your children. Uh, another yeah. thing about uh, form, you know, with the music, the interludes, winter, yeah. autumn, yeah. I loved it. You're listening to the BNB podcast, Books and Bum Rolls. Books and Bum Rolls. Oh, what was that? You heard. I How wanted dare to share you? in your joy. Na- uh, it was mine. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Oh, so now you're silent. <laughs> okay. So if you liked what you heard until now, Doubtful. please... Oh, my God. Thank you. You know, you're such a ray of sunshine. I'm here to ruin your shits. <laughs> I'm gonna try again. If you liked it, please consider subscribing. Following us on Instagram at the Books and Bum Rolls Podcast or write to us at the Books and Bum Rolls Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll answer, we promise, even if it's hate mail. I mean, maybe you'll have it. <laughs> All right, so thank you really for listening, yeah. and we send no compliments to your mothers, all of them. <laughs> so, how about Mr. Elton? I love this Mr. Elton. Yeah. Because he has kind of dirty things to him. Yeah. Yeah, there's something. It always strikes me. He has such time to waste. To flirtation, to uh, running <laughs> up to London to frame uh, women's pictures. <laughs> the man of God. What are you exactly. doing? Exactly. Maybe they... I think they only write sermons. Is that That's the all job? they do. Like, uh, you have to have the sermon ready for Sunday. But otherwise... And no, that's not the job. He should be visiting the poor, not... Uh, doesn't look like Drooling after <laughs> Emma. In such a disgusting... Kind of obvious, but in the same time confusing way. Because he looks like he's drooling all over the room. Everybody <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Drool everywhere. Could be anyone. Exactly. Could be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Woodhouse, for all we know. With oh. his eyes and his manners and the slimy. Yeah, he yeah. is slimy. Slimy. And knowing very well he's pretty. Well, he yeah. knows his value, Mr. Elton. He yeah, always he did. From the book, he knows that. Again, something that comes back again and again in the clergyman in Miss Austen, in Jane Austen's books. Uh, the conceited clergyman. Yeah. So this one uh, is so offended that she would think when he makes his declaration yeah. that she would think he was destined in her mind to Miss Smith, Harriet yeah, Smith. Of no, no birth. One. <laughs> no birth, no nothing. He almost, and he does say, as far as I'm concerned, I know, he didn't say it like that, but as far as I'm concerned, she could be dead or, or alive. Yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck, Mr. Elton? Uh, You're a man of say? God. Yeah, no, she's not one of his flock, apparently. No, no charities, dead or alive. Yeah, it was something like you'd say to your worst enemy, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you're dead or alive. So harsh. Yeah. Mr. Elton is really disgusting in this. He's not but a clergyman. Inna, at all. He's just a vain puppy. Pretty puppy. Yeah. There's also uh, Miss Bates. Miss Bates Which was now you see what a Miss Bates is when compared mm. to the other movie that we, yeah. we saw. Yeah. Uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow, with the young girl. Yeah. She was too young. This is Miss Bates. Trying to make her kind of uglied up, kind of mousy, with the glasses and the cape. Mm. It didn't work at all. No, this one is Miss Bates. She's, uh, yes. what do you call that? Stout. stout. <laughs> Matronly, stout. She's mm. strong looking. <laughs> you understand that she's she frightened. Can <laughs> she can lift. I don't know where I saw her. You know what? I think we saw her in the period drama. You think? One. I, I think, think I so. saw her in a role where she was supposed to be a strong woman, like strong physically. I don't remember exactly, but she's absolutely amazing. She I plays mean, the kind of very kind, a, a woman that you cannot hate, but is very annoying. Oh, she's so very annoying. Oh, yeah. 
And when she corners Emma, in the book she does it in her house. Yeah. Here she does it at the haberdashery. And she corners her everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> She's following In her. the streets. And doesn't get a hint. She doesn't get hints. But she does it in such a kind of good-hearted way. Yeah. That she cannot say anything to her. This one plays it really well. Mm. Now, here, I loved it because Emma doesn't indulge her openly. Yeah. She's cold to her all yeah. the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean... Honestly, yeah. if you had Miss Bates, would you be warm to her and mm. encourage her to come back again and again to you? No, not me, because uh, today there's no need to have friends that you dislike. But mm. at that time, it was her duty to visit yeah. her. Her duty it has nothing to do with friendship. Mm. The scene where uh, where Emma is insulting to her mm. is horrible. Such an tension. And here, like, the way she reacts, Miss Bates... Nearly cries. Oh, yeah, nearly cries. Uh, they zoomed in, like there was mm. a silence for a few, nearly mi- like at least 10 seconds or 20. And they zoom in in her face and you see, see that she's startled. She, she wasn't expecting that at no. all. And it makes it all the more absurd when Emma says, I don't think she noticed yeah. or something like that. What? Exactly. I liked it because she was try- like grappling at something to defend herself. Yeah. And I loved that scene particularly because you see it's the influence of... Uh, S.C.I. Frank. Oh, yeah. Frank. Okay, since you introduced Frank. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Frank. Him. Does he come in before Jane Fairfax or after? No, uh, after. I think after her, yeah. So let's talk let's about talk Jane about first, Jane and, then, okay. and then we'll go to what Frank. What do you think about this Jane? Jane, perfect. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. In the book, she's described as beautiful, elegant, accomplished. Mm. She's all of that. Just physically, she's beautiful. Mm. The kind of beauty is that I imagined. Kind of dark, clear-eyed. And accomplished. (laughs) Very accomplished. The music session. (laughs) Yeah, it was was such a magnificent scene. Uh, This is why it's a light comedy. Like, she was... Emma was... For me, she was great, Emma, the piano. Yeah, very decent, yeah. Good singing voice. Exactly. (laughs) Now she sat down, very proud of herself. Yeah. And uh, Jane Fairfax said, uh, I'm not sure if I remember, because she didn't have her... Uh, oh, no. I, I like the bit of a sly, kind of uh, vicious, but very well hidden uh, uh, exchange between them. What? Emma was like, oh, I, uh, it's so bad that you didn't uh, bring your music. Oh, she doesn't have her music. Yeah. Emma does. Yeah, and Jane goes like, oh, I hope I could recollect the tune. <laughs> she knows very well what she can do. And then, oh. it's Beethoven. Yeah, it's a maestro. All no, over. Beethoven is in the house. <laughs> It was amazing. A maestro. She looks kind of tired, and I like that. It is sad, I don't know to what point, but she's mm. sickly. I don't know, really, does she? is she really in bad health? Or, as they would say, in the book she's mm. always... Or maybe just the, the, the life. She doesn't have an easy life. No. She doesn't have a set life. Mm-hmm. She she has worries and about future and things. Yeah, she was great. Mm. Uh, now with Frank... Because then when he comes in... Well, he's not uh, Bitch Frank from the last <laughs> no, movie. No, Bitch Frank. No, he's not Little Bitch Frank. He doesn't have that hair. Yeah, and he's not Fool Frank from the book. No. That's another another Frank. He gave me fuckboy vibes. Yeah. Such a strong fuckboy vibe. Like, you get a t- catch a disease from this bastard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's STI Frank. <laughs> STI, you call him STI Frank? Uh, I call him perverted child Frank. Yeah. He looks like he was in his infancy. He was a perverted child. <laughs> I swear, there, you're right, there's something in the eyes. He has that yeah. look. That comes from very long time ago. Exactly. Yeah, it's settled. If you were a mother and you had that child... I'd be worried. Oh, I would be frightened. Yeah. For, I yeah. wouldn't let him in the house anyway. <laughs> I'd write letters to the girls in the neighborhood. Keep away. Keep away from perverted child Frank. <laughs> but 
In this case, because of STI Frank, I kind of understand Jane's attraction, which I didn't yeah. before. Because it would be sexual. Exactly. You know, it happens. When she, you, she's a smart woman mm. and accomplished and beautiful and all of that. And she's wise, probably wiser than him. Mm. You know, he goes to London Clearly. for a haircut. But she got blinded for a period, you know, when they were wearing Weymouth. Yeah. Let's suppose it was kind of, a, you know, a small episode in her life. Mm. She got blinded by uh, fuckboy Frank. Mm. And then in that time, she would, that's it. You have to be engaged to him. Maybe. And maybe it was still going on, you know, her, mm. her kind of infatuation with him. W- very understandable in this movie yeah because he looks like a pervert and maybe she would <laughs> <laughs> she likes that <laughs> no he is her. he's a hot man yeah like, simply made, and like, gives tall a sexual and all. yes exactly vibe. a bit of a sexual vibe with him which full frank a bitchy frank no, at the, in the last movie frank. hell no with that hair oh lord who and the how? gossip you know what i'm angry just remembering <laughs> <laughs> remembering his stupid hair but they uh, they toned it down here. The, yeah. the gossip and the hurting her, mm. the offending her openly. A little bit, uh, a few remarks mm. about her hair, mm. about but nothing that is, that was outrageous. Although in this movie too, he he is the one who starts the Mister Dixon uh, theory. But they don't really put it, push it far in the movie. No, no, mm. there is no not much. But there is like that. a bit of a conversation with him and Emma, and he says. Yeah, he tries, to, yeah. he tries to create something, mm. but kind of uh, seems like an empty-headed man who's trying to entertain himself. Yeah. But we understand why... Because what was intriguing to me the whole time from the book, mm. well, what's attracting Jane? It's not the other way around, because yeah. she's, she's great, but what's attracting her? She, he's obviously mm. a, a horrible man. And we thought it might be the pragmatic side of things, that mm. she does see the very hard life that is uh, will clearly traced for her and she does see this possibility mm. so of course she'd cling to it I understand it I think from the book the I, w- uh, I think Jane Austen would be that would be mm. more her intention because Absolutely. it is Charlotte it is a pragmatic Charlotte that wants to set herself for life yeah in this you can understand yeah the the physical attraction could blind the woman oh you know what we should do as a t-shirt or something <laughs> Mr. Knightley what does he call him oh <laughs> <laughs> a fop? No, what did he call a fop? Him? Yeah, a fop. He's a he's a trifling silly fop. <laughs> it was. I think it re- it resumed Frank. Frank completely. But here we don't see Emma taken by him either. No, she's not really taken by him at all. They pushed it a lot in the Gwyneth Paltrow movie. She thinks about him. She writes in her journal about him. Uh, she asks herself in the in the book too. She asks herself briefly, briefly if she's taken by him, and then she decides that no. And there is this episode where she. Th- Thinks he's about to declare himself. Yeah. And then he goes away abruptly. Mm. Here they take it off. They uh, take it off, yeah. Altogether. So, it means that because that was Frank about to tell her. Mm. About to come clean. Here, STD Frank no. doesn't even bother. Like, it was never his intention to yeah. come clean. At all. And I like, there is a bit of a tension. You can see, you know what? You can see the effects of that vibe, that sexual vibe, attraction he gives. Yeah. On Emma, the first time she sees him. Oh. Not the first time, the second time, when they come to oh, the yeah. house. And even the... the first time when she was in the carriage and he asked the way of her, of, uh, from her man, there is a bit of a thing. All in the looks. That movie really is a lot about nonverbal communication. And you can see she he does have an effect on her. He's dashing. And even in his clothing, you can see he's a bit of a dandy. He's more elaborate and he goes to London for a haircut. Mm. You can see... Although the, he has yeah. no hair. I don't know. What, the other Frank, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have taken a lot of work to maintain that. <laughs> to maintain that. <laughs> 
We didn't touch at all on Mrs. Weston. Mm? We didn't touch at all on oh, Mrs. Weston. Oh, Mrs. Weston, I told you, where did I see her? Yeah. And then I was very surprised. The weirdness of it, she was the savage Yara in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones. Yeah. Was, was she Yara or Asha? Oh, no, Asha, no, she no, was in the books. No, she was Yara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the books, she's Asha. What do I know yeah. about the books? I don't know. I don't, I'm getting them confused. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing actress. Because she's a great <gasps> Mrs. Weston. She's an amazing Mrs. Weston. You can understand. You can see she's a sensible woman from <laughs> far. From the first scene, she's kind, she's centered, she's reasonable. You yeah. can feel that she would be a great wife to a good man. I think uh, most of the adaptation got Mrs. Weston right. Uh, Mrs. Elton is uh, is a great cast. I love her. And I think it's one that you could easily get right mm. because she's everything that is kind of a character caricature in the book. Yeah, you can do right because there's not much subtlety to her. She's mm. obnoxious, and that's all she is. She's two dimensional. We know she is. She's a bit vulgar, too yeah. showy in her manners. She has bad manners. She doesn't know basic shit. She doesn't know basic shit. But even we, as modern women, would know that you know you don't do that. I don't think this looks right, yeah. but she does, yeah. and I love. It. Like uh, trying to invite people yeah. to Mr. Knightley's party, which let's suppose you offered that once, and the dude told you no, it's my house. <laughs> I I invite my own guest, and please just bring your husband and come. That's the only guest you can bring. Oh, it was. And she insists, a... like us married women can yeah. can be given such allowances. With she does say that lot as uh, as if she was, I think, on the shelf, mm. as in old and on the shelf, and losing hope of getting married. And now she's bringing up her marriage statue a lot. A lot. I like that. You can feel she comes from a bit of a desperate place. My Caro's pozo. Oh, Mr. E. Mr. And I e. like oh. that Emma remarks that her comic calling him that is very vulgar. And she called her an upstart? <laughs> she called her many things. Yeah, she called her many things. She deserved all of them. Uh, another thing that we didn't like in the last movie, and it was kind of uh, technical, kind of from a directing point of view, Mr. Alton when he slights Harriet yeah. at the ball. Mm. It wasn't very understandable. We didn't get how Emma would see all of this, how Mr. Knightley would see all of this and come mm. to the rescue, and even how Harriet would hear yeah. the conversation between here. He was sitting beside her and he got up mm. because he didn't like, he didn't see who was beside him. Then he looked and it was mm. Harriet and he got up. And then he bumps into Mrs. Weston, kind of asks why, he, why he's not dancing and he offers to dance with her. Mm. And then she says, but Harriet is just inches away. And she says, well, not me because she was pregnant, yeah. but uh, why not? There is a disengaged lady. And then he slides her, and Emma is near, Mr. Knightley is near. They and were we all can observing. see her watching Emma, we can see her watching the interactions from far, from first go, and we can see her even watching uh, Harriet sitting alone, even before the whole... Before yeah. they set it up. Mm. So this is how, it, like, a good... Uh, it was filmed in the right way and edited in the right way so you would get like Mr. Knightley was watching he got the whole situation and Harriet did not hide anything she was crying she was openly she did not hide the shame of the... I liked it yeah mm. and I liked what she would be absolutely infatuated with Mr. Knightley at that moment yeah because it was such a hard moment to find yourself alone in and if he didn't do that no one Emma wouldn't couldn't maybe she could come and sit by her but mm. or Mrs. Weston but yeah. Nothing else as good as that because that would show Mr. Alton that uh, you know. So what if you don't dance with her? Yeah. Someone better than you can do it. Mm. The I like that uh, they did uh, the gypsy incident just after. Yeah. They kind of um, they kind of contracted the whole thing into one scene. Mm. So although it, it's not very logical that she would be going home alone after the ball, it's early in the morning. 
Yeah, I don't think it would be logical at all. On foot, probably she would have been driven by someone in the uh, carriage. Or maybe it was very close. Mm. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. So yeah, I like that uh, there was a confusion because Mr. Knightley was there yeah. and he came to see Emma after yeah. the ball. And then Frank came carrying Harriet making sex noises. <laughs> And they're really suffering through it, clearly. Yeah, and since Harriet saw Mr. Knightley there, so it, yeah. like, finished her. <laughs> yeah, she did, did the job. Did, did yeah. the job, orgasm-wise. <laughs> Mr. Knightley is very orgasm-worthy. And it was confusing for someone like Emma to see, yeah. because Frank was here too, so for her it might be Frank. Yeah, she, it's she probably would, Frank. Yeah, he just saved her, and she, she's, like, in love again. Exactly. But I like uh, also the harshness of this Emma. The other one, whenever she disappoints Harriet over and over again, mm. after Mr. Martin, after Frank is not interested in her, and then Mr. Knightley is not interested, this one doesn't really... She apologizes to her, but we mm. don't see her alone, like Gwyneth Paltrow was in the movie. Alone, she was torn by it. Yeah, this one. The fact that she led her on. Yeah. This one, not really. Yeah, 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 she just kind of feels bad about it for a second and then moves on. And then makes Harriet move on yeah. with a bit of harshness. Uh, she's in soft and she doesn't let her cry. No. She doesn't give her a puppy paw to feel. Oh, feel the paw. Feel the paw. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't give her a paw to feel. But I liked an ad another addition too. Harriet comes back at her. Yeah, she has character. That's great. Yeah. Because someone needed to. Someone needed to tell her. But she toyed mm. with the girl the whole movie. Harriet does put herself in a situation that's very easy to be... It makes her very easy to be toyed with. Mm. She makes it easy to be manipulated, but then she grows a pair. And you can see that... Uh, no, like it's like the the glass is too full now. Yeah, uh, after After the last one, Mr. Knightley. Yeah. When she says to her, Oh, you were thinking of Mr. Knightley for yourself. Yeah. And she confronts her. I love that. Yeah. Because even Emma wasn't coming out and saying it. And in the other one, you can we see Emma having... An incredibly selfless moment in the Gwyneth, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow movie. Which? She, get, like, um, she um, sacrifices herself and she gives her Mr. Knightley. Oh, what yeah. does she say? She says he would never uh, Oh, she says it you. here too. Yeah, but she says it in a tone that gives Harriet hope. The other one? She yeah. Said, no, uh, yeah, okay, I see the difference. Yeah, yeah, that gives her hope. And she doesn't... Uh, I don't think it ends up by a confrontation or anything. And another addition is... Her going to Mr. Martin. What did you think yeah. of that? Uh, she, it would never have happened, but no, I liked it. Not. She didn't even say good good morning to him. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it because all through the movie we see this absolutely remorseless Emma. And then she only does these kind of things when important things are on the verge of being lost, being Mr. Knightley. I like that she only rises up to the occasion when she feels she's going to really lose what she holds dear, mm. even though she didn't know it. And the Harriet included. Uh, in this movie, she shows real affection for Harriet. Yeah, and she tries end. to patch things up. Mm -mm. Although in the book, she kind of sends her to London. So it's another another tactic. Yeah. <laughs> to get rid of her for a while. She's fickle, she's Harriet. Probably she'll forget. She'll find another one to crush on. Yeah, here, no, she thought, you know, Mr. Martin is the man for her. So since she ruined it she can try to and speaking of mr martin the interaction between him and harriet was were perfect yeah they do look perfect together great together yeah and he looks like such a kind farmer between all the couples i'd say that you feel will be happy later i would say oh okay that's a good yeah. uh, interesting little game 
uh, I'm gonna try, being me, I'm gonna start with the most miserable. <laughs> of course, we know who it is. Frank and Jane. Yeah, I see. She's gonna get, like, a disease and then die. So Frank is gonna, like, um, she's gonna be happy with him first week. And then she'll start getting symptoms. <laughs> Itching. <laughs> Weird stuff going on. It's syphilis. She's yeah. done. She's done. Yeah, it's the French disease. So <laughs> Jane ends up with syphilis from Frank. He's gonna dilapidate the Church of Fortune. Yeah. Jane is gonna try to rein him in a bit, but with the syphilis, she's not. She's very weak. <laughs> she's losing her mind. She's losing her mind anyway. <laughs> so that's the most horrible one. Then who else? What other couple? Emma and Mr. Knightley. Emma and Mr. Knightley. The most happy is the Martins. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I think you're right. I think Harriet is a simple girl mm. in the way of the kind of simple that can be happy all the time. You see that kind? Yeah. I think she will be. They will be very happy together because they don't really complicate anything and they don't think about anything complicated. I think yeah. they'll have like a big brood of children. Be very happy. Yeah. Right. Fairy tale. What Mr. about Knightley Mr. Knightley and, and Emma? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't rank them the most happy because no. because of. I wasn't gonna say the age difference. Though. No, mm. I was gonna say Mr. Woodhouse. Oh, I forgot about him. I actually yeah. was gonna say the, the the dynamic between them, you know. Although they did tone it down a mm. bit in this movie, the lecturing and the big yeah. brother act. But I think Emma will will grow up. Grow up for sure. I'm not sure you should have a wife to have her grow up. Oh shit! Don't <laughs> say that. Horrible. It's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I forgot my Again, even this movie, they didn't do the turkey incident. Why won't yeah. anyone do it? I don't know. It, it's such a perfect thing. He was frightened. Yeah, he was frightened. That's all. <laughs> anyway, so we are wrapping this one up, right? Yeah, I think do so. Do we need to we say something did. else? You know, I didn't all, I talk at all about the costumes. And I was so excited about them. Yeah, but How it's a you? visual. Yeah, but they were so perfect. <laughs> They were perfect all yeah. the time. Although there was something that you said is not uh... the neck ruffle. That's the only. Oh, it's thing called that was... neck ruffle. I don't know. It's uh, it's like something that I don't know where it comes from. Everything oh. else is so on point. Actually, I love this because <laughs> I'm talking anyway. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> A lot of the garments are like absolute perfect copies of things that exist in museums right now. Oh. The the uh, the Spencer she wears at first at the at the wedding to the wedding, the pink one, and she yeah. wears it again. And the red dress of Mrs. Bates, one of her dark dresses. A lot of things are absolute copies, the hats. You can feel when a lot of loving details. I'm not sure I would uh, notice. Oh. Because uh, I noticed the high colors for the men because yes. I thought it was weird. That's the only reason no, I noticed. No, they were actually starched to perfection. Mm. A bit too high maybe, slightly a bit too high. They kind of the... hide yeah, the yeah, yeah. jaw. Actually, they did hide the jaw. Mm. They came up to the sort of chin. Oh. Yeah. It, it was starched to perfection. I loved it because I've never ever seen anything like that. Mm. I mean, they toned it down other versions because it's... It's very strange to look at. Yeah, also the beard. Not the beard, what is it? I'm not sure. Anyway, it's kind of... Yeah, uh, that's si sideburns. Sideburns. Yeah. And I think the, the hair was really great in the sideburns. Mm. Yeah, great, perfect addition. I like Emma's it when they keep ugly good. stuff. Yes. They don't think the audience are so stupid that they need a modern take. Mascara and glass to yeah. think it's nice. And yeah, it's ridiculous. This one was absolutely on point. So we loved it. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm th I think uh, we're gonna love the TV show too. I think it will be just banal. 
I'm not oh. sure, like, uh, yeah, just an adaptation. If I remember as well, I think they added, uh, they played on Emma's imagination. Like, they would mm. film the scenes of her imagining uh, Jane almost drowning and Mr. Dixon, I think. Oh, if, if it's the case, it could be great. It could be. Uh, anyway, so, uh, see you next time. See you next time. Let's go. Oh, my ass.